Welsh Rugby community coping and how will it survive going forward? Let's find out more in this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. A chance to hear this week at length from the WRU's Community Director, Geraint John. Someone at the heart of the decisions affecting every rugby club in Wales in these tough times. So how are the clubs coping? What is the WRU doing to help? And what will the future look like when rugby eventually returns? This is your opportunity to find out. Garrett, welcome to this. It'll be really interesting to go through the WRU, the Welsh Rugby Community Game, everything that's happening in that area in these incredibly difficult times. I mean, the last couple of weeks of trying to come to a whole host of decisions must have been pretty busy for you all. Just describe what, what that's been like to start off with. Yeah, I think it's not just us in the Welsh Rugby Union has found it uh, busy and maybe bizarre or different ways of working, but I think everybody around the country is right now. You know, we're we're all either working from home or we're looking at what else is happening uh, around the world. But uh, yeah, has it been difficult? Yeah, slightly. It has been difficult. You know, we've got a fantastic group of people who uh, work in the community game. You know, the sad part, you know, we've had to cancel all our fixtures and rugby clubs is no longer rugby happening right now in Wales but also that's right across virtually right across the world and uh, uh, and also other sports as well so uh, that was obviously a simple decision to make with uh, with what is happening right now but uh, and then following that we've got to look at okay what do we what else is there need to do what are the financial implications to the to the union itself and yeah we've had to make hard, hard decisions and uh, probably people have read in terms of what we're doing in terms of uh, furloughing staff and that word furlough is probably a new word and probably not many people knew what it meant or probably people have been looking up in the dictionaries what it means over the last couple of weeks and uh, what it means for them and we've had to do that with uh, a large number of staff not only in the community department but right across the uh, business as well and you know having those conversations with staff over the last uh, uh, few days Yes, it's been difficult, but also I'm amazed how supportive they are and they understand why we're doing it in terms of a business. And uh, there are a large number of staff, uh, as I said, right across the business and in the community programme who have been furloughed. And there will be staff also staying on because we've also got to keep working, keep making sure that uh, when we come through this, that we're ready to go. And there's a large number of projects that we still have to work on and get right and uh, really discuss uh, those things moving forward in, in the game. So. Yes, it's slightly you know different. You people are at home working from home, and you're working via video conferences, and you you're discussing things with people. And yes, it's, you know you're chatting to people in the last couple of days, and it's all via one form of video conference. God knows how many have you so far in the last uh, seven <laughs> to ten days. But it's also in a means of actually looking at how closely we work and what we do moving forward. But has it been difficult? Yeah, it has been difficult. But I I must admit, and I think the staff right across, as I said, right across the uh, governing body have been excellent and they fully understand what we're trying to do to uh, safeguard the game and make sure that uh, in terms of the community game will continue when we come through this. And that's uh, a big part of what we're trying to do is that... Uh, make sure that everybody comes uh, out safely the other side and then we can continue uh, uh, servicing our community and servicing this fantastic game that we have. So plenty to talk about and hopefully inform people about, but just to start off with some of the difficult decisions that have been made around this rugby season for rugby clubs all around Wales. Yeah, and you know, obviously we, we suspended the leagues and postponed the leagues and we virtually in the end we cancelled the leagues for, for this season and uh, People obviously ask the questions. Well, uh, what happens now? You know, who gets promoted? Who gets relegated? What do we do? 
and uh, we looked at all the uh, uh, implications. We looked at how many games were being played, and we made the decision that this season basically is null and void, and we'd start again next season. And there was no promotion, no relegation. And yes, they were difficult decisions, but it was really hard to come up with any. Was it whether you come up with a formula or when you look at it going that would be fair and consistent right across the board? We discussed it with other other countries, but it wasn't about what they were doing. It's about what was right for the clubs in Wales. We looked at the number of games that had been played. We still had over thirty five percent of games still to be completed. We needed eight weeks to do that. We don't know when we're going to start the season. Uh, there was no team mathematically who was already promoted. There was no team mathematically. Uh, relegated. There was always opportunities for us if results had gone their way. So uh, that was something that we looked at, and we thought in the end it was the right, the fair decision to to come up with. And the feedback that we've had from clubs and has been excellent. And I think it, uh, you know, when you saw the feedback that uh, and the statement that was made by Ben Jeffries of Potterpool, I got to be honest, you know, sort of over the last four years when they they've won promotion and uh, we've ring fenced, then we had playoff last year. You know, and we've got a consistent approach now. We said we, you know, we wouldn't change anything. We're not changing anything. We want promotion, relegation all the way through, and uh, they didn't have an opportunity to try and get promoted. But uh, you know, when you look at the league, they weren't guaranteed anything. Like a lot of the other teams weren't guaranteed anything. But their statement coming out saying it was the right decision. There are probably bigger things to discuss and bigger things to support right now. You know, this everybody's reading about the virus and reading about what's happening and. And you see what's happening at the Principality Stadium and also our NCE right now of how they're converting that to help and support uh, what is required for uh, all the health authorities here. That's the bigger picture now and that's the major topic of conversation. And But I will, will admit that the clubs have been very, very supportive of this and uh, it was very, very pleasing. And, and the next step is now sort of what do we do and how do we help continue to support the clubs? We do do an update, but that's for everybody on every single Wednesday, and I think that's been well received. But we also do a, a club update every single Friday to look at how they can actually gain support from local authorities, governments, grants, to uh, make sure that uh, all clubs are back with us when we're up and running and that they remain uh, sustainable as well. And that's that's something that we're working really closely uh, right now, and the club development team are working really hard right now in making sure there's a the right process to be put forward and we'll be asking clubs to complete a survey so that they can help us so that we can help them moving forward as well so there is lots of work being done and lots of decisions have been made as well especially around uh, that particular area in this in the senior game of the men's game yes i think potterpool have been pretty widely commended for their response haven't they and and there is a bigger picture here and following on from storm dennis too that meant that maybe wales was in a slightly different position to other countries yeah, you know, we, you know, we're seeing what the RFU and other people are doing. As I said, you know, only sixty-five percent of the games completed, and and we're still dealing with the fact of Storm Dennis with our clubs and uh, putting support around them. And sometimes it's never enough, but you know, we're hopefully clubs and people feel that we have done uh, a lot of work to support them, and we'll continue to do that as well. But uh, when you look at sometimes, you know, the RFU where they maybe over eighty percent of their games completed, and we only had. Between 60 and 65, you could see that we were in a slightly different situation. We had, as I said, over a thousand games to play in the men's game. And then uh, right now we've got the women's programme, the hub programme, and the cup programme was due to start in uh, in March, April. And we've had to all cancel those games at the moment because we don't know when the season starts. And we've also got our minis into the seasonal repositioning, which was going to start in June and July. And right now we're, we don't know if that will take place or if it won't take place, but we'll continue to... Uh, keep updating people and let people know on that. But as you said, a lot of decisions have had to be made, but it's really about the 
the may aim has been to make sure that the the safety of the game and the safety of the people and that's uh, vitally important for us in some ways has it been easier with the women and the minis and juniors because of that uncertainty and because obviously they they were just about to get underway during this period Yes, you know, they haven't started, so it's easy to sort of say at the moment, you know, they're not going to start and we'll have to work out how people start as well. I'm sure everybody's aware that once this is over, when it's over, we don't know, and hopefully it will be over, is that uh, how do we actually transition people back into playing as well? And that's going to be really important. That's something we're discussing quite closely. We don't want a sort of situation where people come back straight away, they go straight into playing and they haven't had the relevant sort of coaching support, the relevant sort of training prior to playing as well. So that's something that we have to discuss and top end the professional game. That's really vitally important. But also with the youngsters who, you know, some youngsters in uh, maybe moving from a non-contact game to a contact game. So how do you prepare a youngster to go into into that space? So there has to be a transitional phase to support the, the youngsters coming uh, back into the game so those decisions we'll continue to discuss those uh, areas will we meet every you know virtually every single day as a department so there are people who are still working we have a large number of projects that we've got to continue working on and uh, we'll still continue to do that and making sure that when the game comes back and everybody can play people can do it uh, safely as well and correctly as well and uh, as you said sort of the minis and juniors later in the year sort of it hasn't started so we let those people know but as you said, also in the women's and girls, you know, unfortunately the cup games did start, but we had to cancel that straight away. And we've got the regional programme in the women's and girls later on in the summer. We'll just keep monitoring the situation and we will make decisions and we will keep uh, letting people informed uh, as quickly as we possibly can. So just to finish looking back before we sort of go into what happens going forward, there's obviously money that was made available around Storm Dennis. That was that was then, if you like, yeah. and money that's gone out to all the clubs just to try and help tide them over a little bit uh, related to the current coronavirus issue. Just sort of run through those measures. Yeah, so obviously we had the Storm Dennis approach to start off with, and uh, you know that affected uh, a large that seems number. Seems so of long clubs. ago, doesn't it? It does, and people forget. Uh, you know, we, I was just on a call uh, earlier this week, and we were telling people just giving them updates. So with the staff last Friday, just giving them updates of what we've done, and you know we're still sort of been giving uh, advice and support to clubs on the Storm Dennis. So we made finance available to those clubs. We had a criteria set out for those clubs. Over 100, uh, 112,000 was made available for those clubs and that money was distributed pretty quickly. But uh, there was a criteria for those particular clubs. And so we're still going through that at the moment. And then obviously we have uh, the situation right now and we made available £1,000 straight away for clubs. That has gone out to all the clubs. All clubs, there is a club payment that always takes place in the in the month of April and that will continue right now and with all the other grants and everything that is available we have our club development department looking at uh, and working closely with Sport Wales is one so Sport Wales made a, um, a statement yesterday that they've offered support to all clubs and I'm sure our rugby clubs will be able to access that but we've got to make sure that we try and work collectively together here and that's what we're doing with all the other other partners and We'll go through a process right now to actually find out exactly what uh, clubs have been able to access, uh, what support they've been able to get from local government uh, in rebates, etc., and what support they've been able to get. And then we will make sure that if any clubs are, you know, still uh, require support and still need uh, our financial help, we'll make sure we will do that. But we want to go through and make sure there's a, a thorough process here to make sure that uh, everybody's treated equally and. 
that we support the clubs as well. So that's vitally important for us. So as I said, our club development, uh, working closely with that and every Friday in terms of the financial support for clubs, we, we send a newsletter out to every single club, which allows them to uh, understand and what information and what uh, financial support they can get and simple guidelines and simple sort of uh, links to get those financial support and we've got a helpline also in place for clubs if they need support they can get hold of us as well and we'll be asking every single club now this week to complete the survey for us so we know exactly what they have been able to access what support they've been able to get and what are the next steps that we can do to support them moving forward so as we've already said at the beginning of the beginning of all this our aim is that uh, you know, we have 300-odd clubs and we want to make sure that uh, when the season starts, when the game commences again, we have 300 clubs uh, supporting the community, supporting the youngsters out there, supporting people and our volunteers out there. We want to maintain that uh, we have our volunteers moving forward. So uh, we think it's vital for our community and we've got to try and make sure that we have those uh, clubs back out there when uh, everything starts again. In terms of those clubs, what are the main problems that they have? I presume the clubhouses and keeping that side of it going is going to be top of many people's agendas. And what should they be doing now? What should they be putting in place? I think sort of um, the key thing is, you know, I saw a great sort of social media where Kid Welly the other day was still having their uh, club meeting via one of these apps that you can have in terms of, you know, you could your, you got your Teams, you got Google Hangouts, you got Skype, you got Zoom, gosh, you know, and they've been, you know, obviously discussing things there. It was great to see that on uh, on social media the other day. And I think the key thing for all clubs is that they still need to stay connected, work through this, and uh, make sure they're constantly discussing things. And also, as I said, if they need any help from us, is to uh, get in touch with our uh, club development helpline ASAP to try and gather support to make sure that uh, they're across things. You know, clubs right now are are closed. We know clubs right now are, you know, there's nobody going there. So the money coming over the bar and the money coming into the club uh, has stopped. And, you know, linking up with the local breweries, linking up with the local authority, making sure they can get uh, that support as well. What other means of uh, linking up with sort of if they have other deals in terms of, you know, the Sky deal, in terms of how we supported them in terms of other deals as well. So all that is written down for them as a helpline on what they can and can't do. So uh, I think the big things for the clubs is to make sure they've read all that, they've exhausted all that as well. And if there's anything that they're not quite sure of is that is not forget to ask. And uh, we're here to support them. We're here to sort of help them. And that's key for us. We need to make sure that uh, if they have any questions or they're not sure of what to do, that uh, they can get in touch with us. We'll make sure that we have enough staff on to be able to help them as well. Is this a bigger problem at semi-pro level than it is for maybe the women or, or sort of fully amateur levels? I think everybody's in the same boat, to be honest. I think it seems that way, the information and feedback we're getting. So uh, I wouldn't like to say there is until we've gone through the whole process. And uh, it's very difficult to give definitive answers here to you in terms of you know what are the actual main problems out there and what each club you know hopefully we'll have a, a better understanding once all the clubs have completed this information that we've asked them to do so we know exactly what what they can and what they haven't been able to uh, to get and uh, and I think that's key for us as I said it's sort of we have in our working group we have also club people involved with us when we the club development department meet so we have been gaining uh, information from key people who work, who work, who volunteered in clubs, who know what they can and can't do, and that's been very beneficial for us as well. So, uh, hopefully, as I said, over the next sort of 
next seven to ten days we'll gather as much information and probably we'll be in a better position to probably be able to say to say to yourself and say to the people you know these are the things that they have been able to access these are the areas now that uh, we have concern for and, and these are the areas we may be able to help the clubs moving forward as well which we've said we will do and some of the clubs have recognized that sort of wider commitment you see Denby giving over their facilities to you know help with the NHS staff and facilities so people are still trying to be at the heart of their communities which is of course one of the the big things of rugby union in Wales it's true and it's great to see you know you see sometimes you know see people what they're doing and they're going out there and supporting uh, the local community uh, it's uh, fantastic and i think uh, that just brings everybody together in uh, which is what a rugby club and the community does, isn't it? It's, it's about the community element there, and uh, that's what people are. You know, they they're looking at how they can actually support people out uh, out there and how they can support the NHS. And uh, they're nice things to actually be to be able to look at and uh, to see every single every single day. And there are bigger things going on, of course. But there was the EGM being planned from from some of the clubs that has been postponed. What happens to that process and and how the club funding is working? So the club funding right now, so it's interesting, we, you know, we've got another meeting tomorrow on that one. And so we have a, a funding element that goes out every single um, April. So we've said in our update that the club funding would, would continue on that one. And at the moment, the EGM part has been uh, has been postponed. So uh, as I said, the funding that we've guaranteed will continue to go out there to, uh, to the clubs. And in terms of that EGM, that's obviously that's a decision that was made by a group of clubs and once this is all over then I'm sure they have the, the right to continue to do that but hopefully you know we'll we'll wait and see on that one I, you know I can't really answer that one because that's a motion that was put forward to us as the union and they're aware that that's obviously right now is being postponed but it doesn't mean that we will stop the uh, the April um, uh, funding to the clubs because we said that that was always going to be there anyway. Yeah, of course. Just yeah. how how confident are you in the end that as you say 300 odd clubs now are there any clubs that are giving you particular concern? Are you, are you, how confident can any of us be, I suppose, that there will be 300 odd clubs at the end of it? It is difficult because, um, you know, one, we don't know how long this is going to go on for. And that's the hardest part. We we don't know. It's sort of uh, people say, oh, we know we're getting ready for the season in September. You know, we all want the season to start in September. We want maybe rugby to you know come back to us earlier than that, maybe in uh, July and August. It'd be foolish of me to say... Uh, when the season is going to, is going to start or not, you know our aim is that, you know we want everybody to come through this. Uh, we're working hard to make sure everybody comes through this. We're putting as much information and support to our clubs. You know there's the professional end of the game and there's lots of discussions happening at that stage, from people you know higher up than myself and uh, in the performance department. Our aim, you know, is in the community game is that you know. We're putting as much information out there, and as I said, you know, sort of what they can do through via Welsh Government, via the job retention scheme that the government have put out, uh, loan schemes that we're doing with our banks, what they can do via sort of HMRC. You know, we've told them, you know, other things in terms of all their partners and what they can actually do with regards to their partners. So we will provide as much information we can to our clubs to support them. Our aim is to try and get uh, to make sure that the clubs come through, but. Can I guarantee that? It's very difficult to guarantee that because I don't know how long this is going to go for. Is it months or even longer? So, But our, our aim will be that we'll continue as, as hard as we, much as we can and we'll work as hard as we can to uh, bring everybody through this. And when we get through at the end, do you think Welsh Rugby will 
just be able to go back to as it was or will there be lessons some positive some negative maybe from this period that will have an ongoing impact how, how do you see it when it does come back you know when you look at it you know i was talking last week you know we have over thirty thousand uh, youngsters playing the game between the ages of seven and 16. our aim is we want those people back into the game playing as soon as the game comes back we want 30 odd thousand uh, uh, youngsters playing the game we'll be able to look at that to see if we do you know, we hope sort of, uh, you know, with people being in their houses and being uh, maybe uh, not uh, doing much activity, they'll be desperate to go out there and get back into their local community. And uh, that's the aim of it, you know, our, our rugby clubs. And uh, one of the things we're looking at it, we feel our rugby clubs have a huge uh, part to play in the local community. And hopefully that that's where a lot of the the people in the towns, in the villages, can congregate straight away after this. They can come together. They can help and support each other, meet people via the game of rugby would be one means. And uh, I'm sure other sporting organisations want to, want that to happen as well. And uh, we want people to come back to the game. We'll Our aim over the over this period as well is to, is to keep engaging with people as well. And those are projects and programmes that we will continue to do. And, you know, we have a... A coaching locker, which you know, coaches and referees can, um, parents can get into and support and see activities that can be done. And we'll continue to uh, support and educate our coaches. We'll be putting online some activities for youngsters to do at home. You know, we brought the health and fitness uh, support uh, program out to parents and youngsters last week, which I thought was an excellent program to keep engaging with people. We'll keep showing sort of you know, see games out there as well, so people can actually look and keep watching rugby as well. Our aim is right now is to make sure that everybody stays engaged with the game, that there are activities taking place with the game. And uh, so when we do start back, that uh, people do want to go to their rugby clubs and want to continue playing. And uh, and we'll be able to monitor those numbers when people come back. And then at the same time, we want our leagues to continue. We want our clubs to be back in there with first 15s, youth games and second 15 programmes as well. And, you know, we had a... A large number of positives this year you know we had the most number of youth uh, fixtures that have ever been completed and that's great to see we've got to make sure that that is back up and running soon as we're back there so there's been a lot of positives this season as well it's, the aim is actually we've got to make sure that those positives are there for next season and moving forward as well and during this period our aim has got to be just to make sure that uh, the youngsters and the people that are involved in our game don't go away from our game that we keep them engaged we keep uh, supporting them we keep connecting with them as well so that uh, when we start up uh, they come back to our fantastic game as I said. Thanks Karen that's probably a very good note to finish on forward looking and as you say hopefully we'll all come back building on what was going on before and, and even stronger. Thanks very much for your time at a, a particularly busy period. No, thanks very much and I think the key thing from us as a unit is sort of like you know hopefully that everybody is supporting each other and staying connected with each other and uh, helping each other out there as well to make sure that uh, everybody stays stay safe, stays healthy, and that uh, when the game uh, does come back, that uh, people can go back to their communities and back to their clubs and back to their schools and universities and colleges and play what has been a, a rewarding game for many people over the years and will be rewarding for many in the future as well. Karen, thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you.